Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. There are 413 sets of brothers that have played Major League Baseball. There can be more than one brother. Uh, and the remarkable thing, if you look at the alphabetical uh, listing, is the first set of brothers in there is Hank Aaron and his brother Tommy. Who have the distinction of leading all, you know, pair of brothers in home runs. Now, I think the vast majority of them can be attributed to a hammer and hang. 755 for Hank and 13 for Tommy. They are the greatest home run hitting combination of brothers ever. <laughs> uh, you know, but mostly Hank. <laughs> At the end of the list are the Zimmerman brothers. So Jeff Zimmerman and Jordan Zimmerman, both of whom have played in your lifetime. Yes. No, I know Jordan. I don't know Jeff as much. Yeah. So uh, and he was the less accomplished of the two players. And I, and I think that's going to be a theme of this uh, podcast because it, it turns out that, you know, there, one brother seems to really make it and the other brother not so yeah, I, much. I can think of a handful off the top of my head where you could say like, oh, both of them are actually pretty good players. Right, right. But there's not a lot of those. No, no. And and a lot of times uh, we found when we went through the list that they didn't play at the same time. So one brother could have come up and been knocked out you know, quickly or or played for a lot of years. And then later on, the younger brother came up for a cup of coffee or something like that. But rarely do you have two guys two have guys both deep play, major yeah. league seasons. Interestingly, there is a pair. I know of at least one pair of brothers playing like now that is both playing and active. And they're even both good players in the Seeger brothers. You have Kyle and Corey. And both of them are value. I mean, Corey's an unbelievable player. I don't think Kyle. No, Kyle actually was thought of for a while as an up and coming star, and yeah. I, I think he's got you know solid major league stats. And, and then, but Corey's become you know the better of the two, two players two in, so in Los Angeles. But still, both of them are current good contributing players for their teams, which is not common among brother pairs. Right. We'll talk about a bunch of brothers, and then kind of near the end, we'll talk about maybe some of the most notable brother combinations in terms of their brotherly accomplishments, Correct. if you will. Um, but um, there are some, you know, uh, guys that uh, we know that are around today uh, whose fathers were uh, major league ball players, and we're not going to do a father son thing. But uh, Felipe Alou, who is the uh, father of Met manager Luis Rojas, uh, and his brothers Matty and Jesus, all played for the same team at the same time. That's weird. That's probably one of the few examples I of three brothers all playing for the same team at the same time. I think it's the other only only time that it happened, and they they did set the the record for the most games appeared in by brothers with 5,129 combined games play. I think that far exceeds anybody else, uh, any other combination and having three of them. Um, and by the way, uh, the, the most accomplished player was probably Maddie of the three. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and he was an all-star. Um, Felipe was a good solid hitter. Jesus, when I looked at his, his career, it was shorter than I remembered. And I remember he had a very weird batting stance uh, and kind of less accomplished. I think he had a very low OBA. Uh, and, you know, he batted 270 or 280 or something like that mm -hmm. uh, at the time. But uh, they all had long careers. And, and, and the cool thing was that they all played together for the Giants. Well, like another pair, an interesting moving from a fielding set of brothers to a pitching duo were the Necro brothers. Because you have Phil and Joe who are both very good pitchers. I mean, Phil's in the Hall of Fame. Well, and not only were they very good pitchers, they were both knuckleballers. They were both I thought only Phil was no, the knuckleballer. No, no, they both were knuckleballers. So I think I think Phil's was better uh than Joe's and then Joe used other pitches to a greater degree. I think there were a time when Phil threw 
you know, 80, only 90% percent knuckleballs knuckle with the occasional fastball. So, uh, yeah, those those guys were, you know, and they have lots of combined uh, wins between them and were all-star pitchers, mm-hmm. you know, in, in their leagues as well. So I think the, those are, that's a good example of guys that are, I think they're not on our list. Um, of, of, oh, yeah, they are on our list. So their combined war was 126. Um, and, and so that's pretty good for pitchers. Uh, and, and it is that Phil was the primary knuckler. I think Joe experimented, but Joe won 221 games and Phil won 318. That's a lot of games. That is a lot of games, but only one is in the hall of fame. Only one. And then, then of course, what's more common than, you know, where you have Phil and Joe and you had the Alu brothers is you have the one brother that's really good. And then the other guy that they brought up kind of as a favor to the brother, like Barry Larkin. Yeah, right. So like Barry Larkin, who was obviously an unbelievable shortstop for the Reds for a ton of years. But did you know he had a brother named Steve who appeared in one game? Steve Larkin. No, I can't, I can't say I'm familiar with Steve Larkin. Managed to get a hit one, one for three. Okay. And that was it. Oh, never played another game. Never played. And, and there's, there's a theme there too. Some, there's some weird, we'll go through some weird, you know, occurrences with brothers. And, and, and like Gordon said, it, it seems like sometimes like the other brother was brought onto the team as sort of a favor because in the case of uh, Steve uh, Larkin, he came to the Reds when, when Barry Larkin was on the Reds and got his one game with the Reds when his brother was there. And you had to think that was sort of a favor to an all time great Red is we'll bring your brother up for a game. Yeah, exactly. And that happened again uh, to a, a couple of men. Mets, believe it or not, and you really? don't identify. Uh, well, Tommy Glavin, you know, Hall of mm-hmm. Fame pitcher, you know, and didn't wasn't at his best with the Mets. We'll just kind of leave it at that he, for now. He was there in the twilight of his the twilight of the twilight of his career. But did you know that Mike Glavin? Mike, I did not. Mike Glavin played six games with the Mets in 2003. Of course, Tommy was on the team at that time. Mike went one for seven and never played Major League Baseball after that. I mean, yeah, you have, interestingly that two. Hall of Fame pitchers for the Bra- for the Braves of the 90s both had brothers that named Mike that went on to do stuff in Major League Baseball. Mike Glavin, obviously. Not so much not as a so player. Much, but Mike Maddox. Well, Mike Maddox, as a, as a pitcher, was not a, a lousy pitcher. He was a good Major League pitcher. And he went on to be a very good pitcher. Right. Coach. I think he had more success as a pitching coach and more notoriety but, as a pitching coach. But he wasn't his brother. So he wasn't, <laughs> he's, he's not a Hall of Famer. A foot Hall of Famer. So there's a few guys that, that are interesting. And I always like talking about these guys because I remember watching at least two of them play. And those would be the Pachoric brothers. And, and, and you have to spell Pachoric because it's not that easy, but I won't bother. Yeah. Um, um, so because Jim Jim um, played 48 games for Milwaukee in 1987. Okay, he is the uh, the middle brother. Tom played 18 seasons. That's a pretty respectable number, right? Uh, and he went from 1970 until 1987. No, he did not play on the Milwaukee team with his brother as a favorite, but that's the only season that his brother Jim played in. But the other one that's most interesting. So Tom had eight. By the way, Tom had 18 major league seasons. He was a, an all star. He had 282. This was a good major league player. Yeah. Okay, and then there was John Pachorek. And I never really heard of John Pachorek. And, and when I looked at it, I, I think I know why. He's he, he's the eldest. He played in one major league game in 1960. So that's a long time before that's seven years before his younger brother, middle brother, uh, and Tom is the middle brother, comes up and plays for the mm-hmm. Colt 45s. He goes three for three. He scores four runs. 
and he never plays another major but league. But it's game. weird that he would be that. You, like you think, like okay, wait, is, do we just give him another day? Like he played really well. Obviously, I think he has the distinction of having the most perfect major league career because I don't know anybody in history that has three for three. That's a thousand in more than like one at bat or something right. like that. He's got three major league at bat, scored four, four runs. runs. So that means he get drew a walk. All yeah, right, he got on base and a walk probably. Yeah, and and but never got so. You know, what did he do? <laughs> did he, it's weird, but I mean that that doesn't even that's not even the weirdest one. I think we discovered the weirdest one we had heard of this morning with uh robin yount robin yount so yeah robin Yount, hall of famer right um career war of 77 um and he played multiple positions center field and, and shortstop so doing both of those things like biggio made him kind of special as well um his little known well his unknown i guess but for most people older brother came up in 1971 so that's three years before robin starts his career um and as a pitcher he is credited with being in one game but had no stats so we had to look yeah, it up. Yeah, because like, how do how do you do that? We're like, did he pick somebody off? Go to Baseball Reference, right? You know, look, he's got a game. Look him up, and it says he he, he was in one game in, in that year. He pitched no innings. We had no innings pitched. He had no stats and all that kind of stuff. So how the heck? So what did he do? So what was your first reaction? What did you think? Pick off. Right, right, because when they maybe they wouldn't cover that, you think that would come like a fielding stat, right? And then we thought, okay, was it a favor? I then thought it was a favor to Robin, like, oh, we'll bring it up, and they like they were like, oh, he starts an inning, and then they just sub him before he ever throws a pitch. But this was before he came up. I guess if you were a hitter, that could happen, right? They so if, you, if you're a hitter, the they announce you, and then they bring in another pitcher, and then they they replace you, and you never actually bat. Yeah, but with the pitcher, I I thought you had to throw a pitch. And as it turns out, that is correct. So what happened in the case um, of um, the eldest Yount brother, of the eldest of, of Larry Yount, and I just like Larry, Larry Yount, he um, was on the mound, elbow felt a little tight in the bullpen. He thinks, okay, I'll just go to the mound. They bring him in. He throws a couple warm-up pitches. Pain doesn't go he, away. He can't go. He's got a signal for the trainer. They take him out of the game. But because he was announced as the relief pitcher, he gets credit he was, for being in a major league game, even though he never threw a pitch. Which is just, that's just interesting in and of itself. Right, right. So the, how, how the stats go. So there's, there's a few other um, interesting guys. Um, I remember watching a player uh, growing up named Vic Davileo, left-handed hitter for the Pirates and the Cardinals, I believe. Uh, particularly good as a pinch hitter. He batted 279 in his 15-year career. Um, and he had a brother. I never heard of his brother. And his brother's name, and, and this is classic, his brother's name was Yo-Yo Davileo. And I love that. I mean, that, that is quite the name. Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo played 19 games for the terrible 1963 Senators, somehow hitting 293. And that was enough for the Senators not to bring him back. And he never played another major league season. So. Went on to have a very accomplished cello. Wait, no, that was somebody <laughs> No, no, else. that's somebody else. So. Uh, but, you know, you think he hit 293 in 1963. You know, the hitting was not, you know, big or it was okay. Why wouldn't you give the guy another chance? It's Somebody like the guy, give him like a the chance. the guy that went three for three. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he, what did he do wrong? He got he got no chance. Now, uh, I remember one of these next two guys, because I actually remember him as a pretty decent player at least one season. I thought he must have had that was pretty good, and that was Julio Lugo. Right. But right. I didn't know he had a brother. Neither did I. They also played for the same team. His br brother, is it? Ruddy. Ruddy. Ruddy Lugo, and that's what caught my eye. Ruddy Lugo? Right, and then in 2006, he got traded to the Dodgers, so they played like 76 no, he played in the Rays with him. Rays, and then he got traded to the Dodgers halfway through the season. Right. 
So he only played like half a season with his brother. Right, so right. So that must have been pretty cool. He only played a couple of years. So he comes up and his brother's on the team. And they probably go through spring training together. And his, his, you know, his brother, uh, Ruddy, pitched in 64 games. So it was some middle relief pitcher yeah. or something like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's been great playing with you. They just traded me to the Dodgers. Yeah, bye. And so <laughs> uh, off to the other coast he goes. Yeah, that, that, that was, uh, I thought, somewhat notable. So there was another name that caught my eye in this list because we've had Yo-Yo. We've had Ruddy, but I think the top name has to go to Honus Wagner's brother. Now, Honus Wagner obviously is one of the most unbelievable baseball players of all time. His his stats are nuts when you look at them. Right, right. But little is it known that he had a brother played only in 74 games for two teams in 1896. So we're going way back. Now, what do you think his brother's name was? Uh, no chance. I don't know why you would do this to your kid. Butts. Well, that had to be a nickname. It's like his parents named the guy Butts. Maybe they did. Yeah, it was probably the, his baseball name. He was known as Butts Wagner. Butts Wagner. So, yeah, Honus had a career war of 130.8. Butts Wagner had no war. <laughs> Zero war. He was the replacement player. But he, he played for two different teams, and he played in the year before Honus came up. So he comes up in 1896, and that's his only season. Honus comes up in, 89, in 1897 and plays 21 years. I mean, honestly, if I was the teams, I'm like, well, this has to be the brother brother. Look at what the other one's name the parents could not have liked this kid <laughs> so so the uh the other one that we didn't talk about is and, and we we talk about this player because he's an almost player and i i think a I, lot of people would say he i kind of favor him as being in the hall of fame if, if the major leagues put in the right number of players he'd be in the hall of fame dick not richie allen um who played from 63 to 77 um and he had not to my knowledge i didn't realize this two brothers hmm. that played major league baseball now, hank allen okay never heard of him uh, played in seven major league seasons, um, although he skipped one in, in the middle of all that. I don't know really why, from 66 to 73. But Ron, still played seven seasons. Seven seasons his brother played. So so Ron Allen, uh, and, and he's the younger brother, played seven games in 10 days in one season from August 11th to August 21st. Was he on the same team as Dick? No, 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 not on the same team. Uh, in 1972, and he never played again. So think of you, you're the younger it brother. Been, it must have been some like emergency injury situation. Like, kind of like the Mets uh, outfield this right. year. Right, where like you Fargus were just like, is out there playing for a while. You know, you're going to get seven games because literally everybody else on the team has died or something. I just think that's uh, that's kind of being the third brother there and having the other guys have that kind of history and success, and you being the guy. It's it's, it's got to be hard, right? For, right. For, for the brother that didn't do it, and and most of the time that's Especially the way that it goes. It's not like it's not like when you have like Hank who played seven seasons he could kind of stand there and be like no i was a major league player on my own i wasn't as good as my brother right, right. but i was a major league player didn't get a pension didn't get a pension but, but still he played for seven years not like he played for seven games <laughs> yeah, right right seven games is just you know that's it's like kind of you know kind of in, oh i could have been something but yeah it, it didn't work out um the last guy and, and this the last guy's in this place and, and i remember watching both of them play well their sons play you probably didn't see so jerry hairston senior i knew of because mm -hmm. he had jerry hairston jr when jerry was and, and jerry hairston jr was a good ball, well, player. good ball player and senior was a good ball player too he had a brother that i didn't know about johnny hairston did the older uh senior um but jerry had two sons who both <laughs> made it into them so it's weird that you have fathers and sons, sons and right. brothers. Yeah, Jerry had two sons, Scott Hairston and Jerry Hairston. I think Scott Hairston played for the Mets as well. He did. Late he, in his career. And I a, do remember Scott. He was never, he wasn't as good as Jerry. Right. But a right-handed bat off the bench. And, you know, again, uh, very interesting. And we, we'll, maybe we'll do a fathers and sons episode, considering this is a father and son po podcast. As you pointed out this morning, we, we kind of missed our opportunity yeah. on Father's Day to do that. So. But I think now you can kind of get into like the guys for the most part that were actually pretty good, both of them. 
Like there, there's definitely like you have like the brother that was good, and then his brother that got in because his brother was good, and then you have the guys that were both actually legit, legit guys, legit right. guys, right. and so. I'm kind of surprised. Like, this is one I would think of as, like, to me, this is somebody that would group two that would be near the top. Sandy and Roberto. Alomar. Yeah, absolutely. Because Sandy was an all-star and Roberto was an all-star. Well, and, and you maybe don't know that Sandy, there was a Sandy Alomar senior. Right. So They're, these are his sons. Yes. Okay. So, but but Roberto is a Hall of Famer and one of the best ever to play second base. Sandy was a good catcher. Right. Not but a not Hall a, of not a, he he he's a guy that would be a, a hall uh, the almost in the hall of very good yeah yeah he's, he's not quite in the hall of very good he was part of those great late nineties Indians teams at catcher with guys that just would mash and I do remember he was also a pretty good player for the White Sox for a couple mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and he played with his brother Roberto yeah. so I think that's kind of cool so they were they were both really good and I think those were those are two guys that are kind of like in my mind good to start out with because obviously we already mentioned the Aloos and the Negroes. Right, right. But, I mean, there's still more than that because, you know, they're still playing today, too. And I think you have to mention them as another ones that would be kind of near the top. And that's the Molina brothers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess is 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 Yadier's the only one still playing. I don't think right. I don't think Bengi, Benji are playing. Benji, yeah. And obviously, Yadier just actually surpassed Brooks Robinson and somebody else for the highest accumulated defensive war. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now he's number one all time. Yadier is not an almost guy. However, any of the other Molino brothers are definitely yeah. almost y- Yadier guys. Yadier is a – best. Yadier should be a, a first ballot. And and Benji was – probably before you really started watching. I remember, no, I remember Benji near the very end of his career because he played with those Giants teams Good in the late catcher. 2000s. And, but he was ancient by right, that point. Right, right. Right. Because I remember that was a whole thing with that Giants team that made the World Series in 2002 because I think he was the catcher for that team. But he could only play like half the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. So how about, you know, what might be considered for brothers and for old-time baseball fans, you know, the number one uh, grouping and some, something of the DiMaggio brothers – um, and I think it's hard for people to if, if you, you got to go back and look at the stats, because even if you knew there were three brothers and you knew they all played, Joe was such a better player than everyone. Vince was a very good major league I player. I thought Dom was the better of the other I two. I think Vince was the more accomplished player between Vince and Dom. Um, but they, you know, they, they missed time in the military. So, it, you know, it had I think actually you're right that Dom is he had a 38. 31.8 warrior right and 17 for Vince so I'm I okay because I remember Dom was thought of as like he was like a like he was just he just the problem is he just wasn't Joe DiMaggio right that's the problem is that when your brother's Joe DiMaggio it's really tough somebody else that probably felt it and it was probably even harder because he was the older brother was Ramon oh absolutely Ramon Martinez Pines. and his younger brother Pedro and it's got to suck because you come up, you're the you're the talented prospect, Ramon Martinez. People think you're going to be was. A, he was a great prospect. They really thought he was going to be a major league star, and he was a good pitcher for a while. He wasn't the – because Pedro – was he the dominator? Who's that? Pedro. Uh, I don't know that Pedro had a, a, a nickname, nickname like that. I thought yeah. he had one like that. But he was a dominator. He for was. Sure. Oh, my God. One of the best pitchers of all time. Uh, I, I, one of the, my, my favorite memories going to watch a, a game at Fenway Park. I watched Pedro Martinez make the Minnesota Twins look silly in a 12-strikeout, one-hit shutout. And he just it, – it looked like a, a major leaguer pitch into little leaguers. Honestly, you know the guy that reminds me most of Pedro in the major league right now? Yeah. I know yeah, DeGrom. Yeah, <laughs> they, they pitched kind of similarly too. Just 
So in one of our first episodes, um, uh, we we talked about you know the, the guys that made into the Hall of Fame that we think maybe were, were well, questionable. Yes, uh, and and in fact, I, I was reading some Bill James today, and he listed Bill Mazeroski as a guy at the top of his list who shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Right. We said it was that one home run in this sixty that, World Series. That's the difference because the thing for Mazeroski is. That's not just any home run. Right, 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 right. But Paul Wainer, Big Poison, and his brother Lloyd Wainer, Little Poison, both are in the Hall of Fame, and they are the only playing brothers. As I think there was like a manager or somebody back in the 1800s uh, who – the Wrights, the Wright brothers who made it in the Hall of Fame, but not as players. So Lloyd Wainer uh, was – the lesser of the two players, and many of us, including you and me, feel like he kind of got in the coattails of his brother's career. One was a poison to the other team. One was kind of <laughs> more poison to his team. So, but but they get credit because they played for so long, and they're both in the Hall of Fame. They can't not be on any list like that. So, um, what else you got? I I think another one we have to me- mention, and I will admit, at one point I thought these were both the same person because I thought one <laughs> of these was a nickname. Were the Dean brothers because you have Paul and Dizzy. Definitely thought Paul – it was Paul Dizzy Dean at one point when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, Paul didn't have as much uh, success as did Dizzy. And we talked about with Gary Livicari last week in our, in our podcast about the All-Star game, how Dizzy got hit in the toe in the All-Star game, altered his pitching motion, and that basically ruined his career, ruined his arm, and he was never the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Dizzy, because of being such a colorful guy, also could have been on the list by himself as a brother because he was, he was that nutty. Yeah. So as an announcer, he, he made up words like slud, and, and he slud in the third base, and mm-hmm. he, he just was known for his, his – I mean, and it wasn't like – Malapropisms more than anything and else. And it wasn't like Paul – was bad he still managed to get accumulate like 12 war but like he wasn't his brother yeah i think um at one point dizzy went out in the double header and pitched a one hitter in game one and paul pitched the second game pitched a no hitter after the game he goes if i'd have known that paul was going to pitch a no hitter i'd have threw one too i remember that because i think that was in the the strange but true baseball stories i used to read as a kid that you gave me i love that story so um I also was a big fan, and and I went and looked at their careers. The Perry brothers, mm-hmm. um, and and we talked about Gaylord Perry and his me and the spitter in our sticky sub- stuff episode, um, because he was a guy who threw the spitter and admitted it after his career. Um, he also, to the tune of three hundred and eighteen wins in his or three hundred fourteen wins in a three eleven career ERA. Gaylord Perry was a first ballot Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his brother Jim had a really good career, and he won over two hundred games, and he had a seven a six-year period mm-hmm. of excellence where he won the Cy Young one year. Yeah, and, and you don't – that's – he's close – they're closer to being like the Alomars where like – or the DiMaggio's where right. like one brother was obviously a Hall of Famer, but the other brother was still a really good player. And it's a Jay Jaffe who talks about having seven – straight years of of dominance and it's interesting that jim perry had six and it almost is what holds him back from being right, a right. Famer. because if you shorten that time span the time span the dominance has to be so much more pronounced right you right. have to be that much more unbelievable than everybody else in that time frame so a little it wasn't before my time because they they play when i was a little kid but i remember like the first baseball player i was a really a fan of was ken boyer who came from the Cardinals to the Mets sort of late in his career and was, you know, when you get the guy late in his career, was never the player that he was before, but you knew he had a really good, uh, you know. You knew he was a good player. Right, so Ken and his brother Cleet Boyer, who played for the Yankees, um, so they, they were, were, wasn't Cleet actually a pretty good player too? Yeah, yeah, they both were really good fielders, uh, and then they had the third brother who I'd never heard of, Cloyd, that's C-L-O-Y-D, 
Anyway, you got one brother named Cleet. Was that just like a misspelling of Floyd <laughs> got, on the birth certificate? <laughs> you got one brother named Cleet, I guess you can name the other Cleet and Cleet. Cloyd. And so, so, but Cloyd went 20 and 23 in 111 games. So he played like, 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 as did uh, Hank uh, uh, Allen. So was, enough to, you was know. Was Cloyd the simple brother? Because I feel like that's what you named the simple well, one of the mean. three. That's mean. Cloyd, get in here. But, but those guys, uh, Cleet in particular, you know, was like Brooks Robinson like on defense. But I think Ken Boy was the better. But he was a better was, hitter, right? Right, right. They were, and I think he won an MVP. Um, uh, he did, 1964. And then I think you're really down to. One last pairing where they were both, you know, somewhat aco- – well, one was a Hall of Famer. The other was a somewhat accomplished major league player, and that was Ken and George Brett. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously George Brett, you know, 3,000 hits. Was he a first ballot? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and you know, had the 390 season, uh, only 117 games, by the way, and he drove in – he almost led the league in RBIs but didn't get enough games to get over 100 RBIs even though he played 117. That was a monster year. That's, yeah, that Brett. sounds like a monster season. He, he did it for So his brother Ken, and I remember him as, as a better hitting – pitcher than as a pitcher itself he was an okay pitcher the dude could rake he hit home runs they were like it was like it was like one of those things of like why doesn't he just play the field he you know it had it been today with uh mr otani you know ken brett might have been hitting as much as he was pitching although he probably would have had to have been a better pitcher that's what i'm saying like it's the kind the of accolades. thing where it was just like why, why like where they were just like okay you know Degrom, you're you're not that great you know of a fielder and a hitter let's try you on Could the mound you imagine that <laughs> it's gonna be- maybe maybe ken maybe we just see what could happen if you play the field and start hitting every day so if you go down the list and and we won't do that you just you just recognize one of the two names most of the time as you scroll down you go to baseball-almanac.com that's kind of why in my mind if i'm ranking them in my head it's hard not to put either the perrys or the alomars on top because both of the, the both of the not Hall of Fame brothers they were, were good, actually good quality. They were both excellent players. Yeah. Not one was really good, and the other guy just kind of was there. Like yeah. you know, he put together eleven WAR. No, like Sandy and Jim. Jim Perry won two hundred fifteen games in a Cy Young. So we have you know our fantasy team, which is the worst. No, nobody, uh, we we can't talk about our yeah, fantasy yeah, team. Just, nobody nobody wants to hear about worst, our fantasy we're really baseball bad at fantasy, team. Apparently, at least this season. Um, so Max Stasi is our catcher, which we got, and and I had no idea that Max has a brother named Brock. So there's lots of guys if you go through current players who actually have their brother. And if you remember Travis Darno's brother Chase, yeah, you know these guys are still active, even if some of them are not necessarily right. playing in the, the major, major leagues. leagues. They're yeah. still trying to get back to the major leagues, but they will get up there and they will be part of those. Well, they're was the Atlanta Braves catcher Travis Darno and his brother Chase who played in like three games for some team one year. Yeah, Cal Ripken Jr. back with the Orioles. His brother Billy Ripken was a major league player, played second base for the Orioles for a long time, but not anywhere near his brother. He was not not pretty good double play combination to be playing with your cool. brother. Must have been pretty cool. To and turn- their dad was the manager. That's weird. <laughs> their dad was the manager. Cal Ripken Sr. was the manager. I'm, I'm, I can remember exactly which years in the 90s sometimes. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. So God, that, I, I would feel like that would be so like, – like, it wouldn't be weird with like as long as both of the brothers were playing well. But as soon as they started struggling, I feel like it would be such a weird clubhouse to be in. So they, 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 they right, right, right. They and and Cal managed for a long time, and I, I don't think he had to cut his son Billy, but I might have at one point had to send him packing. So that, that's got to make dinner come. I don't know. If that, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Sunday that's, dinner might not be the same. It's for the kind a while. of thing you never let go. You, you know, can, uh, Billy, can you pass the potatoes? I don't know. Could he not have cut me? So, so Eddie Murray, Hall of Famer. I didn't know his his brother, Rich Murray. Right, so you can go through these Hall right. of Fame yeah, guys. Like, yeah, like I, I feel like it's at a certain point you're like, oh, he had a brother. Apparently, <laughs> nobody knew that. Played Major League Baseball. How about that? I didn't know that. So, uh, but you know, we think we think that um, 
the guys got a chance sometimes because their brother was a major league player and they might get an opportunity maybe the way Glavin's brother might have. Or, or Steve a, Larkin. Or Larkin saying, hey. And it makes sense because in the span of a 162-game season, giving some guy's brother an at-bat when he's done so much for you as a franchise. Because even if the other the other players probably won't be too annoyed because they're going to love the, the player that's been on their team and they see it in a way as honoring their career. As long as he doesn't come and take anybody's job. Right, right. <laughs> if he comes in and, you know, obviously it's a little different if they bring – but you know what? If the guy came in and was a revelation and stored somebody's job, only one guy is annoyed about that, the guy that lost the job. Everybody else is like, cool, this guy's great. So, yeah, I, I think um, most, most brother combinations will continue to be the way Way it's been in the past yeah you know the good one and the one who wishes he was the other one it's rare to have two standouts thanks for listening subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and you can follow us on twitter at almost cool